Welcome to the weekly podcast of East Point Church of God. Pastor Larry Sterling, we invite you to join us in a service soon. We're located at 379 Avenue A, East Point, Florida. Our service times are 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. on Sundays and 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. We pray that this week's message inspires you to shine the light of Christ to those around you. Revelation chapter 11. The Bible says in verse 1, Then I was given a reed like a measuring rod, and the angels stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, the altar, and those who worship there. But leave out the court which is outside the temple, and do not measure it. For it has been given to the Gentiles, and they will tread the holy city underfoot for 42 months. And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. Let's pray. Father, before we begin, we pray the blood of Jesus over this room. Lord, we are going into the final moments of these last three sermons. And so, Lord, I pray that as you would open our hearts to see what day we are living in today. God, we recognize that your your return is soon and we need to be ready. We need to be ready for the coming of the Lord. And we know that without you, we, we we will surely perish and die. So God, I pray that you would bless and move and touch my mouth that I may speak your word. Touch my my heart that I, my heart will be ready to receive your word open my mind that i may may receive it and hear and understand your word today lord jesus and so god i pray by the by the blood of jesus again fill this room with your presence that we may recognize that you alone are holy and worthy and as we just saying lord of all so god bless us we pray in jesus name Amen. Amen. You may be seated. What we have this morning is an interesting, we have gone through last Sunday and I took you through the Antichrist and I showed you the, the, the spirit of Antichrist that is in the world and I showed you the, the falseness that is out there and I, I went, I, I showed you how how Islam's Messiah, the Islamic Messiah, which is called Mahdi, which is M-A-H-D-I. Some of you asked me to spell that for you. The, this, the Islamic Messiah looks an awful lot like the Jewish, I mean the Christian Antichrist. And so I showed you how that worked. And then I showed you something about, and I can't replicate that on an audio CD, but I showed you the, the, the video of, of the, the, the numeral 666 in Greek and how that looks over in, uh, in, in the, in the Greek and also how it looked in the sign of that in the Islamic realm. So I'm telling you, it was very, uh, it was a very moment, powerful moment in, in, in that last Sunday. But I want to tell you today, that as we go through, I want to share with you this sequence of events as we zero in on the last two weeks as we're going into the Armageddon and the, the, uh, and the, the millennial reign and Jesus remaking all this. I want to continue down this realm. And we started, there are two major deceptions that are rolling around the world today that, are, that, are, that we can see with the spirit uh, of the Antichrist. 
And that is, is that there is this desire across the world for world peace. And there's this desire that we would somehow be at peace. And so I want you to look again at Revelation chapter 11. I want you to notice something very important. The very end of it in verse 3 says uh, 1,260 days. That's 42 and a half months. And that is, that's the first three and a half years of what we will say is a tribulation period. The first three and a half years, there is still time on earth to get saved and the tribulation period. And that's what we're mostly going to be talking about. Once we hit the midpoint, the Bible shifts gears and calls the latter half of that the great tribulation. And there is salvation is not available any longer in the world. And I showed you that last week where I showed in verse Revelation 13, and I will mention it again one more time about that verse. But So what we have is that there's something important in these first three verses. There is a Jewish temple that we don't see built yet over in Jerusalem. It is described in Revelation chapter 11 verses 1 through 3. And so when you see that there is a Jewish temple there, well, let's reread verse 1. John, the revelator, was said, I was given a reed like a measuring rod, and the angel stood saying, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and those who worship there. But notice verse 2. Verse 2 should open your eyes. But leave out the court which is outside the temple and do not measure it, for it has been given to the Gentiles. And they will tread the holy city underfoot for 42 months. How many of you understand and have seen pictures of of Jerusalem? And usually you see this picture of this beautiful gold dome building. You all seen that before? This is an Islamic mosque. And it's out there. And they build it on Temple Mount. And you see the, the walls that are surrounding there, that are still there, uh, from, from Herod's, uh, temple. And you, you see some of the foundation that is still there. And the, but the temple has been leveled. It is gone. The Jewish temple has been gone for a long time. But what we find is that we, we don't know for certain exactly where the Jewish temple was put on that temple mount. We don't know exactly. So very rarely will Jewish, Orthodox Jewish people go walk around that temple mount area for fear that they will step in the Holy of Holies. They're, they're so careful about where they go and where they are that they, they don't want to violate the Holy of Holies uh, and be sacrilegious and long that way. So they they won't very much go to that area at a, at a lot of times. Some will stay in the outer side of it. But what they rec- but if you remember Old Testament, there was an there was a temple and then there was an outer court of the temple where a lot of Jewish things took place. But what we see here in Revelation is that there that that area where the outer court would have been has been left out because God has said that that is where the Gentiles are still going to be allowed to walk for 42 months. Now, that may not mean much to you, but in the current world that we are in right now, I can guarantee the quickest way for World War III to start is somebody go up there and blow up that Islamic mosque. But, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, I'm just saying, according to Scripture, 
that the temple is going to be rebuilt, but there's still going to be a Gentile area on Temple Mount. And it could be that there is compromise at this moment to rebuild the temple and, and still allow for, wait for it, the mosque, the area of the Gentiles. What are they doing right now? I told you last Sunday night is they are working on developing Palestinian statehood, meaning simply that they're going to create a land and the Jews and the Palestinians are going to share Jerusalem as their capital. So if they're going to share Jerusalem as their capital and they're still, they're going to share that it is not a far leap to think that they may work out a compromise where they can share the temple mount. So what did Jews believe? They believed something very important. They believed that the temple represents world peace. And that peace is going to come when they can build that temple. And so if somebody, some wise person is able to negotiate a compromise and to build a temple... You could, the Jewish people would be willing to allow it to take place, these Orthodox, because they get their temple, while at the same time there is compromise on the other side of it, and there's, they're compromising for peace. We have seen it over and over and over again, where Jews are, are willing to give away land to maintain peace in their area. Sister Connie, I want you to hit this first video that says uh, the children are ready or should say something like that. This is a video I'm going to narrate while they play it. This is a video that for what you see at the beginning, here is an old man sitting down. And when the old man is, is sitting there, we, he's going to go be searching the scriptures and looking for the, the, the passages of, of the temple. Are we getting no volume? Not yet. All right. Doesn't matter. I can still narrate. What you see around there are children in in Israel. These are these aren't Christians. These are Israelis. Now you see them. They're acting out a little thing here where they are they are uh, supposed to be scuffling here. And so what there's what this whole video is about. It's put out by the Temple Institute. And the children are supposed to do something here. This old man has not been able to do it. But the children are been able to do something. There we go. There's some sound. And so we, the children have come together. You see them. They were supposed to be mimicking what fighting is looking at. And that everybody will stop fighting. Remember, this is Jewish, not Christian. Everybody will stop fighting when something happens. So they're all looking at this over here. He's looking at scripture in the Hebrew. They come and get the old generation and they bring him to this place that's overlooking the Kidron Valley to show them what the children have done. And what they have done is what they're planning on right now. And over there, you barely see it, it's the temple. They just, by they, this is the generation is what they're saying, the children are ready. They are working on the blueprints right now. They've got, I was going to show you the, the computer animation of those blueprints, but eh, 
We can do that another day or some other time. That computer animation shows you how they have built it and how they are ready to do it. They have all the vessels of the temple ready to go. They have everything. They they were raising the red heifer, which is required of... of, uh, which is required to purify all the vessels in the temple. And for in, in really interesting to note that they had not had a red heifer in Israel for 2,000 years, and now they have one. Interesting there. And so everything is ready for the rebuilding of a temple. But at the same time, as this building of the third temple, whenever it begins, whether it's shortly after the rapture, or it starts while we're still walking, we know this is going to take place. Things are happening rapidly, prophetically speaking, that is preparing the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Y'all here with me today? And so then, then we have the, the, the spread of, of the spirit of Antichrist. That is deception right there. That will not bring world peace. That will not bring peace to this world. It's it, People will believe that it will bring peace, but that will not bring peace. There's only one thing that's going to bring peace, and that is Jesus Christ. There's only one thing that's going to so- solve this world's troubles and solve this, this world's trials, and that is Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords, when he returns to this world. Now, what you the next thing, next video I want to show you, this, this last video is, is short, and I want you to see what, what is going on. You see, what, what happens in, in, in Saudi Arabia, many people don't understand that, that there is a, that the city of Mecca is, is the center point of, of, uh, of Islamic, the Islamic religion and Muslims. They, they need to go there, males, at least once a year. And what they'll do is they'll go around the, the, this black stone there without giving you all the, details of it and they, they'll either point to it or touch it and kiss it and go around it seven times and, and they they go there and it's supposed to represent the judgment of God and they're going to be spared from the judgment of God but they're looking at an idol they're looking at things and so what they have done is that there's this there there are these imageries that they have done they have built humongous things what's called a, a clock tower that's there Go ahead, sister. Hit the hit the last video. This represents the moon god that's been going along in Babylon and for many, many years. And what this is in Mecca right now, right now. This isn't just happened overnight. They've been working on this for a while. This is a this is their tower. And when it hits a certain time, they are required to circle this thing. And a light will shine down out of this tower and it will hit that stone and they are to pray and bow down. And if they won't, you can't be, you can't even be there. And so the Bible tells us over and over and over again about the high places over and over. The Bible says, tear down the high places. And what we see here. Is this, this Canaanite God symbolized by this moon, which is the Islamic faith, is pointing down at the right time for these Muslim men to walk around this stone. And they are, it's down there in the courtyard of this Islamic clock tower. This is all in Saudi Arabia. This is all where, where their, their focus is right now. 
Let me tell you something. Most people have never, ever seen this before. They have no idea what is going on in our world. You see it to the left there? That's where they are. Millions of them will roam around there. They will go through there all the time to reach that point. Go ahead and cut that video off, sister. We are in an atmosphere where Christians in America don't want to read their Bible. They don't want to study the Word of God. They don't want to get watch and be ready for the Word of God. But you know what? The devil doesn't care whether you're ready or not. He's still going to do his plan. He's still going to work his plan. He's still going to go forward. He's still going to do his thing because there is an end of time that is about upon us and we have to be ready for Jesus' return. I, I'm not trying to frighten you. I'm trying to get you to see that what the Bible has prophesied is being fulfilled in your generation. What the Bible has said is being fulfilled. And we've gone through so many weeks of going, and I don't have time to go through all of everything we said but the rise of the Jewish people coming to Messiah, coming to Jesus Christ, all these things that are happening over and over across our planet, our, our world groaning as, as all these, these the, the world is trying to deal with climate change and the Bible says that in the last days that the things are going to happen to the climates, that earthquakes and storms and trials are going to be all the way across the world and I want to tell you it doesn't matter what legislation you try to do it doesn't matter what idea you think you might come up with this has all been prophesied by jesus christ himself and the end is coming to us but we got hope today because we're not trusting in any government we're not trusting in any elected official we're trusting in jesus christ our lord and savior who has promised us deliverance now I want you to hear me. You need to make certain. Go with me to Luke 21, sister. Luke 21. Jesus says, But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, that that day come on you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the earth, watch therefore, now look at this, watch therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things. That you may be counted worthy to escape. Escape means you're not going through. That's what escape means, right? I mean, when you're going through something, that, that doesn't, I didn't escape it, I endured it. It doesn't say that you may be counting worthy to endure all the things that are going to come to pass. It says that you may be counted worthy to escape all the things that are going to come to pass. It speaks of, I don't want to be here when all this comes down. I'm not interested in all the trials around here. The world's going to do what the world's going to do, but I need to be praying and seeking the Lord that I would be counted worthy to escape all these things. That I'm not going to be here 
when the Antichrist is revealed, that I hope you're not going to be here, that the Antichrist is going to be revealed, that when all this comes to pass, the end of verse, to stand before the Son of Man, we want to make certain that when all this happens, when all this takes place, that we have been counted worthy to escape these things. Let's look at Isaiah 26. Isaiah 26, verse 20. Come, my people, enter your chambers and shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment. What are you doing? You are hiding yourself for a little moment until the indignation is past. What does that mean? God's going to be angry with the world and going to judge the world, but my people are going to be hidden out of the way until his anger has been passed. One more time. I doesn't tell me that I got to endure my God's anger. It doesn't tell me that I've got to go through my God's anger. It says that I might hide behind his door, that I don't have to be part of his indignation. That it doesn't, that I have to be, that I go through this and go around it and in the midst of it. Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 1. The Bible says, gather yourselves together, gather together, undesirable nation, before the decree is issued, before the day passes like chaff, before the Lord's fierce anger comes upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger comes upon you, seek the Lord, all you meek of the earth and who have upheld his justice, seek righteousness, seek humility, It may be that you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. What do you want to be? I want to be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. I want to be under the cleft of the rock when the rain comes down. I want to be hidden by my God and my Savior when all judgment comes upon this world. And literally, hell is being released all across the world. Listen, I have not got into a study of Revelation. I've tried to hit the high points of this thing. But it literally says a complete and utter change is going to take place on the face of this world that you have never even seen or heard about and literally demonic forces are going to be unleashed all across this world 200 million demonic beings are going to be literally slaying person after person after person all across this world you don't want to be here when all that comes down what does the bible tell me i need to be out of here when the anger of the lord is upon this place Jesus told me, count yourself that you would be worthy. That you would be worthy. Now, I've tried to give you verses of scripture that is, that are not 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. That Jesus is going to descend from heaven. And it talks about standing on that cloud and calling us out. And, and what we call the rapture. But this is what I'm referring to. That we are going to be raptured out of here. People said, I read somewhere this week where someone says, the word rapture is not in the Bible. That's right. Because it's a Latin word that's based on a Latin phrase. And it really is a translation of the word come up or come to pull out and so where we are is that we are going to be drawn out we're going to be pulled out as the bible tells us in first thessalonians that we who are alive and remain shall be caught 
up together to be with the Lord. We're going to be raptured, which is caught up. We're going to be raptured out of here to be hidden away from the Lord's anger, not to endure all these things. So listen, don't be afraid nor dismayed. Be on your knees for your family. Be on your knees for your friends. Be on your knees for your loved ones. Don't look to the left or to the right, but look to Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of your faith, who is able to save you from all these things. So, as we go through these events, I've showed, I told you the sequence of events here, how, how we are, we have the temple, the spread of Islam even further across, across our world today. Now we are getting into a moment that the rapture has taken place. And if you look in your Bible in Revelation, Revelation chapter 6, Revelation chapter 6. So the moment what is going to take place, from the, I'm going to go very fast. From the moment we are out of here, praise God, hallelujah, we're gone. Then, somehow, this person that's riding on this white horse is going to ride out. This is this horse is symbolic of what is going to happen. These verses aren't going to be up here because I'm going to read too many of them. So if you got to keep your Bible open on your lap, verse Revelation six one. Now I saw that when the Lamb opened one of the seals, I heard the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, "Come and see." And I looked, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering to conquer. The essence here is he's going to conquer the world without destroying the world. He's going to conquer the world through diplomacy and create an atmosphere because it says a bow, but he doesn't have any arrows. So the idea is that he's going to try to bring peace, but peace through strength. Hear me. It's going to show that he's got a weapon, but it's going to, he doesn't have any arrows for the weapon. Okay? So, this is the Antichrist. This is somebody that's going to arrive on the scene the first moment when we're out of here. He's going to solve and try to solve the things of the world. But then, because he's trying to do this, the second seal is this. Conflict is going to be all over the world. Verse 4. Another horse, fiery red, went out, and it was granted to one who sat on it to take peace from the earth. So what the devil tries to do, God says, you can't accomplish what you're trying to do. And so the opposite takes place and war breaks out all the way around the world. And then the third seal takes place. And because war has broken out all the way around the world, you're going to see a black horse ride out. Verse 5, the Bible says, So I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. Meaning that we're going to go through a famine unlike we've ever seen before because the whole world is going to be evolved in a war. Then the fourth seal. So right after the rapture has taken place, you've seen the Antichrist come in. They've tried to create this atmosphere of peace in Jerusalem and other places, and they've tried to say that this is going to, this is going to bring peace. The opposite takes place. War breaks out, and then famine breaks out all across the world. And the fourth seal, which is logical as you go through it, death is going to start spreading as the plagues begin to spread all over the world. This is where we call the green horse or the pale horse. Verse 8, and so I looked, and behold, a pale horse, which looks green in Greek, and the name who sat on him was death, and Hades followed with him, and power was given to take 
to, to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by beasts of the earth. Literally, one-fourth of everything breathing right now will be dead within the first three and a half years of tribulation period. One-fourth of the world so that means some type of cataclysmic plague. This is probably due to the, the impact of the war that's going to break out. Nuclear radiation or some other level of, 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 of vileness of, of all these weapons that are going to come out of there. And it's going to literally kill one quarter of the world. Which literally would mean one continent's going to be gone. One continent. Whether it's America, the North American continent, South American continent, or Asia, we know Israel is going to exist so throughout the entire time. So somewhere, a continent is going to be gone and wiped out. Everybody that's in there. Just out of curiosity, which one, which continent does the Islamic people hate the most? The one they call the Great Satan? That'd be ours. Okay. Now, we go on. In the midst of all this, as the rapture has taken place, there will be people in this world right now that are going to look around and they're going to say, we missed it. We heard it. We heard preachers preach about it. But we weren't ready. And because we weren't ready. So there will be many people that are going to come to Christ during this time period, they're going to realize what has taken place and both Gentiles and Jews are going to be coming to Christ during this time. Listen, you don't want to be here during this time. This is not something you want to say, well, I'll just do it. Because we don't know for certain whether God's going to be gracious enough to give you a second chance. So when he opened his fifth seal, verse 9, I saw the altar of the souls who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Now I want you to hear with me. Remember I told you in, in Revelation 13, I said that, that the, the number 666 uh, that represents that the person that's coming, the Antichrist, is going to come in in this spirit of 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 Nero remember the Caesar Nero during that time his the number 666 is also if you take his name it comes out together in Hebrew number. I don't know how all that works out, but it's 666. Here's this guy. Now, what's important about Nero? Remember, I told you last week that Nero persecuted Christians brutally, brutally persecuted Christians. Why? He blamed all the trouble of Rome on the Christians to the point where they would be, they were taken to the Colosseum. They were eaten by lions. They were killed in gladiators. They were burned in his garden as torches so that when people would walk by there would be christians burning alive there as their nightlight for their garden trek that literally happened in rome so what john is telling us remember john wrote this 30 years later so to say listen in the last days there will be a war on the saints of god and who's going to get the blame for all this happening in the world the children of god are going to get the blame and so the fifth seal that has been unleashed is saying that all these people are going to be hunted down and slaughtered and wiped out. It's not one you want to grab your towel and run around the church, but 
It's still astounding. So you see, as we go on, the fifth seal, the sixth seal, then all these things, I'm not going to get into it, uh, all the verses here, but literally a trial, uh, uh, the, the world is going to be in such a state that there will be disturbances falling. The sky receded as a scroll rolled up and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. Do you hear me? Every mountain and island is moved out of his place. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave, every free man hid themselves in caves and in the rocks and the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come who is able to stand. Everything, the continents and all the things that you understand. Science tells us how the, how the continents are literally sitting on these, these, these floating shelves of earth. And at any moment they shift in different plates. And, and as they shift, earthquakes take place. What has literally been the, the worst story that you see on some of these documentaries is how, what would happen when the big one hits and a cataclysmic chain of reaction goes all across the world and all of them shift at the same same time and scientists say can very well happen and so this so this is seen here we didn't even recognize this back when John wrote this but we see the possibility and then in chapter 7 in the seventh the seventh uh chapter 7 we see the 144,000 Jewish people during this initial phase God is bringing them in they will go out and they will reach and preach the gospel to those and call them and draw them unto God then as we go through, this is about a year and a half into this thing, or almost uh, two years. Then we see this: the trumpet judgments takes place. And then when the trumpet, the seventh one, when the seventh seal was broken, it opens the door for the trumpet judgments. And then, as we go through, the first one that is sounded, there's these angels. They're going to sound up in heaven. And they're going to sound their first trumpet. And on the first trumpet vegetation in the world is going to be hit. The Bible says in Revelation 8, 7, the first angel sounded and hail and fire followed mingled with blood and they were thrown to the earth and a third of the trees were burned up and all grass was burned up. Seas will be struck when the second angel sounds and the great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea and a third of the sea will become blood. Literally destroying the ships and seafood and all those things. Third trumpet, the waters will be struck. Literally, the clean, the fresh waters. A third of them, the springs of water, will be struck and be become bitter when a star, wormwood, hits the ground. And a third of the waters will cause men to die on the earth. And then the fourth trumpet is sound. If that's not bad enough, the sun will be struck, a third of the moon and a third of the stars, so that a third of them were darkened, a third of them did not shine, likewise on the night. This is interesting because what it's talking about is something very similar to a nuclear winter. When the, literally, when you have all the dust that's in the air and, and you're losing a majority of your sunlight, it is going to literally turn this world into an ice age. The fifth trumpet sounds, hell opens up 
and locusts come out of the bottomless pit and begin to flood the earth, stinging and tormenting men for five months, and they can't die after they've been stung, and they will try to kill themselves, but God will not let them die. The sixth trumpet's going to sound. And as the sixth trumpet sounds, the angel, at four, verse 13 of chapter 9, and I heard a voice from four horns of the golden altar which is before him saying to the sixth angel who had a trumpet, release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who have been prepared for the hour and a day and a month and a year were released to kill a third of mankind. So if you happen to make it through all the other stuff, then these angels that are going to come and kill one third of those who are Remaining. And then he goes on to describe what they look like. And then we get to Revelation 11, where we find ourselves where the temple is still there. The temple is there. The Gentiles are still treading under the area of the outer court, but it's only going to be for 1,260 days. This trial will have been on the earth 1,200 and 60 days. But I want you to hear something. Once we reach this point, go to Revelation 13, verse 8. I said it last week. Once you've gone through all of that, there is a heavenly shift. The Bible says, All who dwell on earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Literally, the door of salvation closes. And if your name is not written there, if you happen to have made it all the way through to the very end of the three, first three and a half years, the door will close and there will be a chance, there will be no more chance for salvation after this moment. If your name is not written there, that's what this Bible says that I'm reading here plainly. If your name is not in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world, you will worship the image of the beast. You will worship the Antichrist. Because what he's going to offer is say, look, I'm the only one that's going to be able to save you, help you, and deliver you. And then... I want to finish today in Revelation 14, verse 6. And the very end, before we get to next week, and then completing it on the new heaven and new earth. The best news is the last week, yo. Okay? Revelation 14, 6. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven having an everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come, and worship Him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. What, what I left out here is that everybody that's going to know Jesus is going to be, is going to be sealed there. But then... As salvation has been completed, there will not be another evangelist preaching the gospel. But because God is gracious, he's going to dispatch an angel. And he is going to be preaching the gospel in the world. Flying above this world's head. And preaching. Listen to his message. Look at verse 6. 
flying in the midst of heaven, have an everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth. To who? To every tribe, every nation, tongue, and people. Fear God and give glory to him. But they will refuse because their name is not written there. And they will refuse. And he will, his message, listen, another angel, verse 8, saying, fall, saying Babylon has fallen, has fallen the great city because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead, he himself shall also drink the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out for the strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the Lamb. And their smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they will have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image. Whoever receives the mark of his name and here is the patience of the saints and here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me right blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on yes says the spirit they that they may rest from their labors and their works will follow them so let me finish here this morning the angels are going to be preaching the people, as you read the scriptures, they're going to be rejecting. The people of this world are going to be rejecting the gospel. They're not going to want to hear it. They're going to, they're going to be united against it. And yet, they're still, the angels for three and a half years are going to be preaching this and around the world proclaiming these things and speaking these things. And then verse 12 of chapter 14 tells us something very important. Have you ever prayed for something and you didn't see the fulfillment? Have you ever wondered why wickedness is continuing on the world? Have you ever wondered why they're able to get away with it? Have you ever wondered why these things and and yet the answer has not come and you look and you look and you look and the answer has not come all of our answer unanswered prayers are about ready to be answered in one moment of time in that day on that day because the bible will say, says here that in revelation 14 12 here is the patience of the saints here are those who keep the commandments of god and the faith of jesus when you trusted in the lord and you held to God. God did hear your prayer. God did hear what you were saying. God did see what you were going through. And he said, this is when I'm going to answer. This is when I'm going to pour it out. This is when I'm going to bring everything back to right. This is now the moment when all, when we get to the place where he's going to begin judging for three and a half years all of the evil that Satan has poured upon this world. God is is going to begin to judge that and I'll give you the end because most of you already know it and then one day one moment in time Jesus is going to step out on the real horse that's on the white horse that's going to be up there in the air and the patience of the saints all those who have died and have their rest in God as verse as uh, verse 13 I think tells us as all of those that have died they're going to be out there with the Lord the saints of God this is Revelation 19 and we will surround this world as we stand as we are out there and then in one moment we shall return back to this place but it's not going to be with our power it's going to be by the sword of the lamb of God who speaks forth things out of his mouth 
and he is literally going to remake this world and change everything in that moment. All the prayers that you pray right now, can you imagine a moment when cancer finally leaves this place, when disease finally leaves this place, when all the things you've been praying for, when there's no more parting over there and there's no more trials over there and there's no more pain over there. All these things are about ready to happen in this moment and God who was faithful is faithful and will be faithful to the very end to those who trust in Jesus Christ our Savior. Praise God. Praise the Lord in this room. Hear. Hear the word of God today. Matthew 24, Jesus warns us, For there will be great tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. you got to hear the word of God today. Tribulation is coming. But we, Revelation 20, verse 4, And I saw thrones, and they sat on them in judgment who was committed to them. And I saw the souls of those who have been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God. What are they doing right now to Christians? ISIS is beheading them one after the other after the other. But they refuse to bow. And they still trust Jesus. We haven't seen that kind of persecution in this country of ours. Listen, it's coming across this world. But they remain faithful who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark in their foreheads or their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. That is your destiny if you trust Jesus. Peter tells us that you are a royal priesthood. Holy generation. You've got to stop look, be walking around defeated. You've got to stop looking at yourself as something that doesn't matter. You matter to Jesus. You matter to Him. You matter to Him because He loves you. You matter to Him because He cares for you. You matter to Him because He died for you. You matter to Him because He wants to rescue you. You matter to Jesus. I want to tell you, if you know the Lord as your Savior, your prayers are in His presence right now. Right now. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. Don't give in. Surely, you're going to see the Lord's anointing. You shall see Him on that day. Thank you for listening to the weekly podcast of East Point Church of God and Pastor Larry Sterling. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.